What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti. If it's your first time here on the podcast, just wanted to say welcome. Glad you could join. If it's not your first time, welcome back. Really appreciate the support. Really appreciate your time. And today, there are two main things I want to cover on the podcast. First, I want to talk a little bit about a recent report um, coming out about Tua and his growth in the offseason, catching the attention of players, apparently. And then also, the main thing I wanted to cover on the topic today is Xavier Howard's contract situation. Um, I, I have talked about it uh, a couple of times here on the podcast, whether it was having a guest on, which if you haven't checked out my last two podcasts, I had two great uh, discussions and debates. One of them with a Twitter user that I follow, which you should all follow. His name is CERN. Um, and another one recently, a couple of days ago, I posted it with Dougley Durong, Dolphins YouTuber. So if you haven't listened to those, definitely be sure to go check those out. But in both those interviews, I talked uh, with both those guys about the situation. However, I wanted to dedicate a podcast to the whole contract holdout, whether or not I think that the Dolphins will give him a new contract, whether I think they should and if I want them to. Okay, so all three things we're going to cover. But before we get into that, let's talk about a recent report um, that came out. Uh, I'm reading this on DolphinNation.com. The article is by Sam Lewick. I hope I'm pronouncing uh, that name correctly. But Sam Lewick came out with an article and it says, Unnamed Dolphins player says teammates, quote-unquote, are really impressed with Tua Tungavailoa's growth. Um, and I'll read the article. It's not too long of an article, so let me just read the whole thing. An unnamed Miami Dolphins player recently said that 23-year-old quarterback Tua Tungavailoa has impressed a lot of people in the organization recently with his growth. The quote from Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald says this, A player insisted to me that teammates were really impressed with Tungavailoa's growth this offseason, and many on the team believe he's going to be really good. Tungavailoa is coming off a rookie campaign that was largely regarded as a disappointment. In 10 games, Tungavailoa completed 64.1% of his passes for 1,814 yards and 11 touchdowns. It was 14 total and 5 interceptions. Perhaps the most unsettling part of the year for Tungavailoa was the fact that veteran quarterback Fitzpatrick Ryan Fitzpatrick, was injected into games in high-pressure moments multiple times after Tua was named starter. Expectations were sky-high for Tungavailoa after he had a historic career at the University of Alabama. His stock arguably reached an all-time high after his sophomore season. That year, he completed 69% of his passes, 3,966 yards, 43 touchdowns in about 15 games. An injury occurred his junior season, which hurt his draft stock, allowing the Dolphins to select him with the number five pick. He certainly has a lot, a lot of untapped potential at the NFL level, and fans hope that he can get to the next level in the upcoming season. Um, so this report coming from Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald, uh, infamously another colleague of his, Armando Salguero of the Miami Herald, came out with an article at the end of the season. Uh, very similar to this, except it was about three unanimous, similar to this, unnamed Dolphins players saying that they questioned whether or not Tua was that guy. Um, and so this article coming out, uh, to me, again, I believed 
you know, when the article came out with Armando Salguero, similar to this article, like, I believe it. You know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not just making stuff up. I believed it. The whole thing with Armando's article is, one, I don't understand why you were, why we, why you would write it, right? Because it's just your agenda, because we all know Armando hates Tua. Um, and also, what player said that? You know, are you asking three no-name guys? Are you asking three starters? Because for me, my point about the article with Armando Salguero was, if it's not Xavier Howard, no one else on that team has any room to talk because no one on that team has is proven. You know, like no one on the team should have any room to talk about anyone else on the Dolphins last year. Because again, if you're not Xavier Howard, which we're going to talk about him in a little, if you're not Xavier Howard, I don't know what room you have to talk about someone being a, a phenomenal NFL player or not. Because last time I checked, the Dolphins have good players, but aside from Xavier Howard, we don't have any phenomenal ones. Um, so this article coming out, honestly, it's kind of, it, it, it's right on the line of everything we've heard from people around the organization, coaches, those close to him, like his trainer, Nick Hicks, and everything you hear about Tua this offseason is everyone is really impressed. They think he's in way better shape. He's being way more aggressive, and most people you talk to, whether it's teammates, coaches, people that know him, all of them believe that this is going to be a good, great season for Tua. Um, and the reason I wanted to bring up this article is because I feel like people get confused with my stance on Tua. There are some people that believe that like I'm a Tua stan, like I'm obsessed with him. Here's my thing on Tua. I support him, right? I I think that people who hope that someone on the Dolphins fails, you're you're not a fan of the Dolphins. You're just like if you care more about someone sucking and you being right, if you care more about that than the Dolphins actually winning, then you're not a real fan. Like you're not. I'm sorry. For me, regardless of whether or not I liked a player coming out of the draft or not, for instance, Austin Jackson's Austin Jackson wasn't a huge fan of him coming out of college. I hope to God that Austin Jackson is the best player that he can be. Because if you are a fan of this team, it shouldn't be about, oh, I hope this player fails so that I can be right. The goal should be, regardless of how you feel about a guy, you should always want the best for him because you want the best for the team, right? So with Tua... A lot of people think that like when I look at his rookie season, I think he's like a top five quarterback. I think his rookie season was lights out. I don't, right? I thought there was a lot of stuff about Tua's rookie season that was very underwhelming. But the reason why I'm not hard on him is because, look, I understand he's a rookie. He's a rookie. He had an insanely difficult injury to come back from, and I don't think he should have started that many games last season. So it's not that like I think Tua was amazing last season. It's unlike a lot of other people, my my expectations for Tua weren't high last year. I didn't expect him to play that many games. I'm I'm happy that he's just healthy, right? There were a lot of things I saw that I really liked. Right? I liked that he held on to the uh, football and didn't turn it over. I liked that yeah, he was more conservative than Ryan Fitzpatrick. I liked that he stayed healthy 
there were games like the Arizona Cardinals game, the Patriots game, the Bills, or uh, not the Bills, the um, Chiefs, the second half against the, the Bengals. Like, there were games where I was like, I love what I see from Tua. But, again, I had the expectation that he's going to look rough at times. And there were times last year where he did. He played really conservative. And I have criticism of Tua in his rookie season. But, again, I'm I'm not hard on him because he's a rookie. Right? I can, I can criticize someone, but some people out there, some of y'all are, like, hoping that the kid fails. And it's like, I don't get it. Like, you can have criticism of his rookie year, but do you understand that he's a rookie? You know, and I think the problem a lot of us face is that we set this expectation that no one would have met, right? We wanted Tua to come in and be an MVP in his rookie season, coming off of an injury, not that good of an offensive unit around him. Like, we need to understand that, like, if it's okay that he wasn't perfect last year, you know, and that's the category I fall on is he wasn't perfect last year, but there's a lot of stuff that I was shocked that he was able to do considering the injury and him being a rookie. There's a lot of stuff last year that I loved uh, what I saw with Tua a lot. And so it's not necessarily that I think Tua is, you know, void of blame in, in the Dolphins uh, woes on offense last year. It's that I give him slack because he's a rookie. Because my expectation wasn't that he was going to be Dan Marino in year one. You know, that's not always going to be the case. You know, my expectations for Tua this year are a lot higher than they were last year. I expect Tua to go out there and play well this season. I expect him to not be as conservative. He's in an offense that's going to be catered more towards him. He has way better weapons. His offensive line should take us a leap forward. How big or how small depends on, you know each guy, but I, I have higher expectations for Tua and I expect those issues I saw last year to, to be better, not necessarily all of them to be fixed him to master the quarterback position in year two, but I expect him to be better. And I'm always going to choose to be optimistic about a player until proven wrong. It's that saying guilty or or innocent until proven guilty. Like I'm not going to say a player's a bust until I see he's a bust. And so with Tua, with all these young guys, that my, my thought process is the same. I'm rooting for them to be as good as they possibly can. Because the better they are, the better this team is. Especially with Tua. If you're a Dolphin fan, even if you hate Tua's guts, you should hope to God that he is the best quarterback ever. And you should be supporting him and doing everything you can rather than hating him and wishing that he fails. Because if he fails, our team fails. The team that we love and support fails. Um, So I wanted to talk about that article because, again, it goes along the lines of everything I'm hearing, at least in my research and what I hear on Twitter and what I hear when I watch, you know, reporters or stuff like that talk about what they're seeing from Tua. Everyone's saying the same thing. Looks more comfortable, better arm, zip on the ball because his lower body's strong now, more mastery of the offense. Uh, better chemistry with his with, with his weapons, you know? So my expectation for two of this year is I expect him to go out and have a good season. I don't expect him to go out there and be an MVP. I just expect to see a confident starting quarterback. And that's something that I understand why we didn't see that last year, considering the injury and him being a rookie. I understand. Um, but, you know, I just wanted to let people know that Sometimes people confuse my support for Tua 
that I think he was perfect last season. And it's not that. It's, I don't think he was perfect last season. But I also understand he's a rookie. And some of y'all out there have way too high of expectations for rookies. And I think that's where your problem lies. Not in how well the player is in his first season. How high of expectations you have for them is your issue. Okay? And we're going to talk about that next time on the podcast on Friday. I'm actually doing uh, an episode. And I'm going to go through five players on the Dolphins team that... If you're a fan, you should be rooting uh, every single day for them to be the best they can be because I'm going to talk about five players that really have a huge impact on this team or could have a huge impact on this team and five players that you should be rooting for to have a phenomenal season uh, in, in 2021. So now let's shift to the more important, uh, bigger topic of conversation today and that is really the biggest topic of conversation surrounding the team right now Xavier Howard's contract okay before I get into my thoughts on the situation you know if I think the team should keep him if I think they will um, and if I want them to I'm going to cover those three things let me give everyone a brief timeline of Xavier Howard's last um, five seasons in the NFL, right? So he gets drafted in 2016. He's a second round pick. He starts in six games, his rookie season, zero interceptions. 2017 comes into the league, starts 16 games, four interceptions. 2018 starts 12 games, misses the final four games with a knee injury, has seven interceptions. He led the NFL at that time in interceptions. Then the offseason comes, he gets a new contract for five years, $75 million and change, 27.18 guaranteed at signing. Some of that being guaranteed right away, some of it being a signing bonus, some of it being a roster bonus, um, but 27.18 guaranteed at signing. Then the 2019 season comes, he plays five games, then he misses the rest of the season with a knee injury. December of 2019, there are charges against him from his fiance, domestic violence, okay? Um, reports, she called 911 and said he had consistently been abusive and put his hands on her. Um, and so that was an issue for him. 2020 comes, the Dolphins, because of the 11 missed games, because of the domestic violence incident, the Dolphins go out and sign Byron Jones and draft Noah Igbenogany in the first round, 30th overall. 2020 comes around, the charges are dropped from the domestic violence incident, and in 2020, he played in 16 games and he had 10 interceptions, which led the NFL. Selected to a Pro Bowl, should have been Defensive Player of the Year. It was reported towards the end of last season that him and his new agent would want a new contract. So 2021 comes around, doesn't show up for voluntary OTAs, mandatory minicamp comes, and he is officially holding out for a new contract. So again, in the offseason of 2018, after having a knee injury, he, get a, he gets a new contract, then he plays 2019, one year, his first year under his new contract, misses 11 out of 16 games, which is about 
a little over a third of the season he missed. And then in his second season, he plays the full season and is should have been Defensive Player of the Year. After those two seasons happen, he now wants a new contract. Now, we have not heard reports in depth about what the discrepancy is between him and his uh, his agent and him and the Dolphins. We do not know what the holdout is about. However, if I'm just applying common sense, you take a guy who has had domestic violence incidents, right? You have a guy who had an offseason apparently this last year, right? A couple of months ago, half a year ago, where he was involved or his friends were involved in a incident with the police. If you have a guy that has injury history and off the field issues, I can promise you, applying common sense, the issue between Xavier Howard and the Dolphins is going to be Xavier Howard wants more guaranteed money and the Dolphins do not want to give him that given those issues off the field and on the field with injuries. So, with all of that being stated, the whole timeline, let's get into, first, my thoughts on it. Do I want the Dolphins to keep Xavier Howard? As a Dolphin fan, I don't see how you could not want Xavier Howard on this team. Personally, again, this is me as a Dolphin fan. I want Xavier Howard on this team. Because when you have great players and you can keep them, your team is always going to be better with them rather than without them. As a Dolphin fan, I want Xavier Howard on this team and I hope they give him a new contract. As a human being, as someone who, if I didn't care about the Dolphins, Xavier Howard in no way, absolutely zero way possible, would I ever give him a new contract, nor does he even kind of deserve a new contract. Okay? Let's go back at his timeline after he gets his new contract, right? Becomes the highest played player at his position in the NFL, five years, $75 million. After two years, one season has the highest of highs. 2020 started 16 games, all 16 Pro Bowl, 10 interceptions, was very close to getting defensive player of the year. The other half, though, of the story is that he missed 68% of the season with a knee injury, his second. And even though the charges were dropped, was involved in a domestic violence incident off the field. I'm sorry. Again, as a pl- as a fan, yeah, it makes no sense. Xavier Howard has missed like, I-, I-, I don't remember how many games. I think he's missed 15 games in his career as a Dolphin, and he leads the league in interceptions since he's been in the NFL. Yeah, as a player and as a fan of the team, oh my God, of course I want Xavier Howard on the team. It makes no sense to not want him. However, if I'm looking at it from a unbiased perspective, not as a fan, there's no shot in hell I would ever, in a million years, give Xavier Howard a contract extension. No shot. Because where in his career, again, aside from last year, has he shown that he can consistently do two things? 
stay healthy, and play well. He's been able to stay healthy in 2017, right? 16 games, only four interceptions. 2018, missed the final four games. He was playing phenomenal, missed the final four games. The year before that, was playing okay, but missed the last 11 games. After the Pittsburgh game, he did not play the rest of the season. Last year was the only season in his career where he played phenomenally and he had no issues on or off the field. That was the only season since he's been in the NFL that he can say he's done that. Why in the name of God, if you were the Dolphins, would you go out and give a player like that that much money? Guaranteed. Now, if Xavier Howard just wants to be paid a lot, if, he, if it's not about guarantees, which I highly doubt that is the case, if he just wants to get paid, oh, well, then the issue's solved. Just give him a lot of money and make it incentive-based. If you stay off the out of trouble off the field, if you stay healthy, of course, he deserves to be the highest-paid cornerback in the league. I don't believe shutdown-wise he's the best cornerback in the league, but I personally, for my money, I don't think there's been a better pick artist and ball hawk cornerback in the NFL since I've been alive than Xavier Howard. I mean, the dude has missed 15 games and leads the NFL in interceptions in the last five years. So he's worth the money. He's worth the $21 million a year. My issue is there is no way in hell after the domestic violence incident and after the injury that I would ever give that guy guaranteed money especially at a position where he's most likely past his prime or getting towards the downslope in his career. Because remember, Xavier Howard, I don't know if he's 28 or if he'll be turning 28 uh, in the season, during the season, he's not getting any younger. Okay, those knees, there's only so long before they just give out permanently. And so... I think that's sim- I think the the thought that I just gave about my unbiased opinion, which is how general managers act, I think that's where Chris Greer is probably coming from, which is why Xavier Howard is not there. Because Chris Greer is looking at it as, dude, we gave you a contract, and yeah, obviously we signed Byron Jones for more because he was signed two years after you, right? Obviously players make more and more money every year. There's a reason why Ryan Tannehill and Tom Brady make the same amount of money about. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill restructured his contract, but there's a reason why certain quarterbacks make as much as Tom Brady. Like, the, the Lamar Jackson's about to get 40-plus million a year. Dak Prescott makes like 20 million more than Tom Brady a year because they sign after, right? The If, if I sign in 2018, Chances are, if another cornerback is available in 2020, he's going to make more than me. That's just how the market works. So Chris Greer is probably like, dude, I gave you a contract. It was a good contract considering your injuries. The next year, you had a domestic violence incident and you missed 11 games. And yeah, you had a great season last year, but I don't know if I can count on that. So Chris Greer is probably like, I either do three things. I either give you a contract that's incentive-based, you either wait another year, and I'll give you another contract if you can prove to do it again two years in a row, or you hold out, and if we don't come to a decision, I'll trade you. That's probably the situation that they're at, right? So next, we need to talk about, again, not my feelings or 
not if the Dolphins should, because I think I just told you if the Dolphins should or should not. If I'm giving my unbiased opinion, they should not. Davian Howard should not get a new contract. If I'm giving, if the Dolphins should give him a new contract or shouldn't, based off of my feelings as a fan, they 100% should give him a new contract. Because if he's on the team and healthy, we are a much better team. Okay? But last but not least, do I think the Dolphins are going to give him a new contract? It's hard to say anything about the Dolphins because they are such a... um, They keep everything close to the vest. Um, So it's hard to say whether or not I think they will or not. All I know is this. I I know one thing. July 27th is the day that mandatory training camp starts, right? No coach will want this distraction come time for training camp in July. So the one thing I do know for certain is whether he gets the extension or gets traded, one of the two will happen by July 27th. The Dolphins will not carry this contract talk into training camp. The only way they they will carry it into training camp is if they are very close on a deal and Xavier Howard understands that, so he starts coming to training camp. That's the only way you will see Xavier Howard at training camp without the deal being done, is if it's insanely close to being done. But if it's not, he will he will be traded by July 27th. So for me, if I'm not giving what I want to happen, because I've made it abundantly clear, I want them to keep Xavier Howard, right? Because I'm a fan and I want the team to do well. Not necessarily what they should do. I'm just saying what I, I want them to do. Not saying that Xavier Howard... Again, I've, I've listed the issues of why you probably shouldn't give him the contract extension with guarantees. Incentive is different, right? I'm just saying, based off of what I assume with common sense, he wants a guaranteed contract, right? I, I, if he doesn't want a guaranteed and he's fine with incentive-based, there's absolutely no reason to not give him a contract. Um, but I'm assuming he wants guarantees and I have an issue with that, personally. Um But if I just had to bet my money, if I think by July 27th, I believe a decision will have been made and it will have been executed, whether it's a trade or an extension, renegotiation, if I could bet my money, you will not see Xavier Howard on this team by July 27th. Now, again, whether that means that well, there's only one, one, I mean, that means one thing. They traded him. They're not going to cut him. They'll trade him. So the next thing we have to get into in the last final topic is what is proper compensation for Xavier Howard? For me personally, if you are deciding that that is the choice, you're going to trade Xavier Howard. You don't want him on the team. Again, I don't want that to happen. I, I don't want that to happen. That's what I think will happen. I do not want that to happen. But if that's the decision they come to, and that's the ultimate outcome, personally, I would much rather have players than picks for Xavier Howard. For instance, a team that comes to mind that could use a cornerback um, desperately, honestly, is a team like 
the Tennessee Titans, a team like the Cleveland Browns. Um, in the NFC, wouldn't be shocked if it was a, a team like Seattle or the Cardinals that needed a cornerback. But in all of those scenarios, I want players, okay? For me, my starting price would be I want a good player and at least a second-round pick, but preferably a first and a player. I don't need multiple firsts. I don't need a first and a third or a first and a second. If I can get a first and a player for Xavier Howard, I make the deal. For instance... The Cleveland Browns, to me, if they could trade Xavier Howard to the Browns and trade him for Kareem Hunt and a first-round pick, you make that deal right away. That, to me, would be the dream scenario. A first-round pick and Kareem Hunt for Xavier Howard. Nothing else. You don't need to give me more picks. Just give me your first-rounder next year and give me Kareem Hunt. You don't use him anyway. He's a backup running back. He'll be a starter for us. We swap players and you give us a first round pick. We call it a day. That's what I want. If when when dealing with a guy like Xavier Howard, it would suck enough to have him not on the team anymore. The last thing you want is to get rid of Xavier Howard and not have a player that you know what you're getting in them, right? That's the one thing that always sucks when you have draft picks is, yeah, you get more draft picks, but you have no idea if that player is going to be good or not. So for me, if I'm trading Xavier Howard, give me a first. I would even I would even be fine if it was like a second, a fourth, and Kareem Hunt. But give me a first and give me Kareem Hunt. That way I know I have a bona fide running back that could be the starter on my on, in my running back squad. And I could have a first round pick next year to maybe if Noah doesn't progress the way we want him to go out and address the cornerback position. Okay. Um, But those are my thoughts. Again, let me recap. Personally, as a fan, I want them to sign him and I hope they do. Do I think Xavier Howard deserves a new contract? As a fan, yes, because he's been phenomenal for the team. As a normal human being, there's there's nothing about Xavier Howard that says... I deserve to be the highest paid cornerback in the NFL with the most guarantees. Again, one good season last year. One phenomenal season where he was on the field. There's no shot in hell he deserves to get that much guaranteed money. There isn't. Again, you can't convince me that Xavier Howard deserves to get that much guaranteed money. Um, so there's, again, there's two different sides. It's like, yes, I want him, but also I don't want him if I'm not a Dolphin fan. Yes, they should pay him as a Dolphin fan. No, they shouldn't pay him if I'm any if I'm not biased on it. If I'm not biased and I just look at the timeline, there's no shot in hell he deserves another contract. And if I think the deal will happen or not, again, who knows with the Miami Dolphins anymore because they're such a secretive operation. Um, but if I could just bet my money, you know, I just... I just don't think it will happen. I don't think that Chris Greer will be like, yeah, even though I gave you a contract extension two years ago and you had a domestic violence incident and you missed most of your first season under me and Brian Flores, 
yeah, I'll give you the most guaranteed money of a cornerback um, in the NFL. No, I just don't see it happening. Chris Greer has made 28 trades in 28 months as an, as a GM. Uh, he got rid of Laramie Tunsil, and he didn't want to. He got rid of Minka when Minka didn't want to be here. So if Xavier Howard really doesn't want to take an incentive-based contract or play one more year under this deal, I think he will be traded. And if he is traded, I would hope that the compensation is a great or, or a good player like Kareem Hunt and at least a second, preferably a first-round pick. If the Dolphins could, again, in, in theory, get a first and Kareem Hunt for Xavier Howard, I'm on, I'm on board with it. Again, I don't want it to happen. I think Xavier Howard's a phenomenal player when healthy. That's a big when and if he's healthy. Uh, he's a phenomenal player and he makes our team better. There's no denying that. And as a Dolphin fan, I hope to God that he's on this team. However, unbiased, if you just look at it in a vacuum, not as a Dolphin fan, there's no shot in hell I would ever give him a contract, guaranteed especially. No shot. Um, and I think come July 27th, my personal opinion, he will be traded. Um, for how much? TBD? Will it be an AFC team? <laughs> I don't know. Depends. If the, if they trade him to an AFC team, they either A, had the best offer, or B, don't think Xavier Howard will be good anymore. Because typically when you have players like that, Julio Jones, for instance, you don't trade them in our conference. So he, he might not even get traded to the Browns. He might, I could easily see him getting traded to the Cardinals. You know, you trade him to the Cardinals. Uh, I don't know who you would take in return, but you know, you, you trade him to the Cardinals for a first and a player. I don't know who it would be, but it could be NFC as well. More likely NFC than AFC, unless the deal's that much better by the AFC team. So that's it for today, guys. Hope you enjoyed the discussion about Xavier Howard. Uh, it's definitely going to be a big topic for the next month. Uh, but nonetheless, we just have to wait and see. Uh, and whatever happens, happens. Um, I trust that this organization will do what's best for the team, whether that's keeping him or trading him. Uh, and at the end of the day, again, similar to with all these players, just be optimistic um, and Understand that you should be rooting for whatever decision is made. You should be rooting for it to work, not for it to fail. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I'll see you on Friday. Fins up.